Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Jonas. This week, we're talking about the very recent new Injury Reserve album, By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Um, This is the second full-length album from the hip-hop collective known as Injury Reserve. Um, I have been a very big fan of this collective for quite a long time because they've put out back-to-back-to-back amazing mixtapes from Live from the Dentist's Office to Floss to Drive It Like It's Stolen. All of them great. And then their debut did not disappoint, um, at least in my opinion, I guess. But um, the general consensus, I believe, is that they have not missed. Um, So I've been following them for quite a long time. Um, But this album comes after the very, very, very unfortunate passing of uh, main man Stepa J. Groggs. Um, He passed last year, I think. Yeah, it was June of 2020. Yeah, and that that was absolutely terrible news because... Injury Reserve is such like a, a cutting edge and youthful and just like they're they're pushing boundaries with very like established hip hop sounds. And I it it was just terrible news because I thought it would just completely halt the momentum of the group and I'm sure it did for a while, just because they had to, you know, bereave for a while, I imagine, because they all seem to be very close. They all like were. They all came up in Arizona, um, which is referenced a lot throughout all of their music. So, obviously, these this is a group of friends who also happen to make music. So, um, uh, this year they um, released a single, and it was knees, and I was like. I was very surprised that they were putting out music this soon after uh, such a major like sh- shift in the dynamic and all that. Most of, I don't know if you have read this, but most of this record they said was done before Grog's passed. Yeah. So like they obviously had stuff in the vault. So I think that's probably why they were able to put something out. This no, I am. Close to I am curious um, if it sounded like this before he passed, because this this is honestly such a radical departure from like injury reserve has always been experimental in a way, but for the most part they have been very like groovy, very they make a lot of bangers. They obviously have their more like slow ballads. Some of their biggest songs are their ballads, but mostly. They just make fun, catchy, very energetic hip-hop songs. And when Knees dropped, I was a little apprehensive at first because it was, it was a lot different from what I, what I thought it would be. Um, it obviously has grown on me, and I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I love this album, but it um, <clears throat> might as well not beat around the bush. But yeah. it, was, it was quite – it was a bit of an adjustment for me, and – I'm glad I was able to adjust because if I hadn't, I probably would have very much not liked this album. If I was going into this thing expecting like another like floss or something, yeah. I would have been like, "What is this garbage? <laughs> Turn this off! I'm not. I can't listen to this anymore." Um, but like just 
just front to back, like such creative. Parker Corey stepped it up on this one. He's always been a very good producer, but good lord, the amount of detail and intricacy put into every single instrumental on this whole thing is astounding. And Richie with a T, I've always loved him as a performer. He's always done a great job, but Jesus, <laughs> he really steps it up. He is always, he is consistently compelling and exciting, even on the slower songs like Knees or like Top Picks for You, those very slow kind of um, mumbly tracks with a lot of, he, I don't think there's like even a minute total of runtime of this whole thing where his voice isn't like layered in effects or something. On every single song, he has some sort of like auto-tune or like distortion put onto his voice and it really kind of creates this like desolate effect. It feels like I'm in a desert. That's, I feel like that was the, the feeling they were going for, what with some of the song titles and the title of the album the album cover and the cover it just feels like it feels very isolated it feels very cavernous it feels like i'm in like this huge expanse and there's kind of like just ethereal sounds being played from different directions and i honestly love that even though it's not like bangers you can turn on and be like yeah i'm gonna bump this while i'm driving to work it's a lot different from that. Although there are some uh, quotes bangers yeah. like um, SS San Francisco, uh, Wild Wild West. I kind of think Superman that's a banger. In Superman sense. that it's very loud. It's kind of off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we. I guess I'll just go track by track with thoughts. Um, do you do you have anything you want to say before we just get into it? Um, I'll just say that this was my first time listening to a full injury reserve project i'm I'm obviously familiar with them but i've i had i still haven't heard their (laughs) self-titled all the way through i haven't heard floss all the way through i don't know that i've even heard anything off the other two um mixtapes yeah um but like yeah i know them (laughs) because yeah uh so i'm glad i finally like got around to listening to a full-length project so um I also really liked this record. I, w- I can say that. Yeah. Um, but I, we can we can talk about it as we go through it. I think um, as an opener, outside, um, isn't really understated at all. Even though it's kind of quiet for a minute and it takes a while for it to like pick up, uh-huh. um, the sample to start kind of hits you in the face. It's loud. It's aggressive. And then uh, Richie comes in and he's he's obviously very like restless and irritated at i don't know what at least at this song i don't know what yet he's just like we we cannot agree to disagree we gotta like (laughs) these guys getting comfortable (laughs) he makes like he drops like a reddit reference he says something about r slash r slash got the white boys talking all wildly he's he's obviously (laughs) upset about something (laughs) there and there are many things uh, in the past year or so, to be upset about. There's always something to be upset about if you're a human being, obviously. But um, a concentration of things to be mad about has transpired over the past year or so. And, you know, Richie, he's always been very smooth, very confident. But on this thing, he's, like, jittery. 
it's it's kind of crazy. Like I people have been calling this post rap, which <laughs> number one, I think that's kind of dumb. Uh, I know that injury reserve is obviously pushing boundaries here, but post rap, I, I do not think calling it post rap is going to do many favors. Hasn't been around long enough to have a post yet. And like, no, what is that? It's even too young mean? of a genre. Oh, he he like it's off rhythm sometimes. That means we're past rap. We are we are moving on from that. Even though there's plenty of content on this whole thing, most of it that is just rapping. Even though it might be kind of like off kilter, it's still like rapping. And they're singing, but that happens on hip hop albums all the time too. So no, I don't think we're inventing new genres here. We're just operating within the rap genre and doing cool stuff with it. It doesn't have to be a completely new thing. <laughs> Post rap. What are you even talking it's about, so people? It's so funny. It's so funny. Whatever. Music heads have nothing else to think about. So <laughs> they're like, guys, new genre just dropped. <laughs> this is crazy. This is historic. I do think that, you know, this could represent a shift in more experimental hip hop because of how, like, disjointed, in a good way, it feels. It's kind of like sparse in a lot of places, not like very aggressive instrumentals in a lot of places, kind of ambient, kind of jazzy in its whole presentation, which is super interesting. I, they really haven't done a sound like this before, and just for them to like nail it first try is kind of unbelievable. Um, and I heard that, I, I read somewhere that Morgan Simpson of Black Midi the drummer does like some of the drumming on this yo this song i don't know how that works because the drums sound like they've been produced by like fl studios i don't know if he like played it and then they sampled it or if the drums are sampled from like a black midi cut because knees is a um black midi single that's not on an album uh sweater that that was sampled that guitar line so and you know that superman that is just a like uh cutting and like sampling and editing of Athens France from Black Country New Road. I did not know that. It is. Cuz it's kind of It's very hard to tell and I <laughs> only know that cuz I like I just had to <laughs> learn that, but that's super cool to me. Yeah, I, I like how I re I really like how samples are used throughout this whole thing like vocal samples um uh the final track by Storm that's kind of a sped up Brian Eno song here. Here comes the warm jets. Um, I thought that was cool because I have heard that Brian Eno song. So when that came on, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> um, <clears throat> "So uh, Superman that that was the second single to the album. It's the second song on the album. Uh, it's a lot more aggressive <laughs> than the the first cut was. It's a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. um, the first song is like six minutes. This is like two minutes thirty seconds or so." Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of slapping you in the face. Uh, Richie is singing on the thing. Um, there's like this, like, yeah, you said it was, it's, it's kind of like a chopped and screwed version of the Athens, France. Yeah. Whatever part of that song is being sampled yeah. here. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really hard to tell. I just know that it is, and that's a cool fact to me. Yeah, I, I, once, once I heard this song, I, like, kind of understood what this album was going to kind of be like. I wasn't prepared for what this album was going to be like, but I was like, okay, so they're taking it in kind of like a, like a more free flowing, 
kind of experimental, but even more so direction than any of their other projects. So I was like, okay. They, and they, I immediately liked this track. Yeah, this, this this one stuck with me. This track's awesome. Almost so immediately. Cool. And um, Richie with a T, again, is like, I can feel it in my bones. So he obviously is still feeling restless about whatever um, he's talking about. And there are a couple, like, topic-focused songs, like Post Postpartum and... Um, Top Picks for You, and Footwork in a Forest Fire, and Ground Zero. There's a lot of, like, kind of topic-focused tracks rather than just, like, thematic elements that are kind of thrown at you that you have to put together. Um, and then it goes into SS San Francisco, which might be my favorite song. Maybe. There's, like, eight contenders for my favorite song. <laughs> There's, yeah, this, man, this album's really good. Yeah, um, it has a very, 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 very good z loopers feature yeah this album got me to listen to the new z loopers album because i really (laughs) like this track yeah that album was really good also i i know that he might have worked with them in the past i'm not sure i know that like this isn't like their first kind of outing together yeah at least to my knowledge and yeah it fits really well on the whole thing um his like kind of like nasally Obviously inspired by Danny Brown because he's a Bruiser Brigade member. Yeah. But his like very like sassy flow works really well with like the it's like a like a bass guitar line in the background over like crazy drums. The drums all over this thing are kind of mind altering and somewhat like difficult to get used to because they're always like coming at you all over the place. But yeah, um, SS San Francisco is just a certified banger yep. overall. And then it goes into Footwork in a Forest Fire, which is super, super loud, super screamy. Yeah. Grogs is the first verse. I was not expecting to hear Grogs at all, except for like a couple little snippets, because I didn't know that this album had been in the works before his passing. But it was it was very, very nice to hear him and in such a different manner in which he's presented his rapping before he usually kind of sounds like drake (laughs) he usually kind of raps like drake in like a good way but they have kind of that same like energy and flow but here he's like screaming he's going into like his upper register with his voice this this track was strange to me because um I, I heard it, and after those first three tracks, and then you get this song that is, like, crazy. I mean, the, the others are, they have levels of crazy, too, but this song is, like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> um, and to hear, like, Grogs on it, it's it just, it's interesting to me, because upon my first listen, I hadn't read anything about it before, and there's a lot of moments where I was like, okay, I can tell that a lot of this is, like, you know, probably comes from emotion that was brought on by, like, a good friend of theirs passing. Yeah. Um, but then, like, this song, this song, like, threw me off because I didn't think Rogers was going to be on it at all. Uh, and then after, like, reading into it after I, I did my first listen to hear that most of, or I don't know if it was most, but a good portion of it was done before he passed, like... 
thematically, it's just like it's weird to me to see how, um, like, it, like pawn, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's kind of dark. It's a dark album, and, yeah. and 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 like pensive. Like it makes me feel like uh, it was written from like just constantly being on edge emotionally. Like I feel like you could keel over at any point. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. weird to me to to find out that like they were already in that state of mind and it kind of just maybe have been since Yeah, my, like, my that's thoughts terrifying. on that are um you know it's a, it's I it's a definitely a pandemic album so from many of from those. what I can see. And yeah, they those are gonna be rolling out for years. Um so my thoughts are it was a pandemic album, so it's gonna be like more manic more kind of angry at the state of things. Um, and then with Groggs' passing, I'm sure that just compounded and it just got like more crazy as the emotions kept kind of like building. And it's when it's conceived to be kind of a like angry, dark, kind of sporadic piece. And then you just kind of get everything that happens on top of it. And then like, the hellish year that we've all been through like we're deep into 2021 so this has been sitting on the hard drive for quite a while now from what i can see so obviously um quite a angry album and it started as an angry album and got even angrier it seems yeah i'm very confused because i'm looking at the genius lyrics page as i frequently do <laughs> and it's it says that credits for this particular song written by grogs richie with a t and robert fripp of king crimson does that just mean he was sampled in it i oh yeah yeah okay yeah usually sampled okay the, that, that like makes list, way more sense i was like i was i was i was uh very confused for a second yeah my 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 guess is there's a ton of samples on this this whole thing that yeah. I will just like that'll just go right over my head mm. either because I haven't heard the song that's being sampled or it's so it's so I've like, heard Athens France plenty of times yeah. and I would have never caught that <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. I had unless you had told me right now so there's a ton of just like completely mar mangled samples all over this whole thing and I think that's kind of the idea it's kind of a you know throw sounds in a blender album yeah and you know we'll we'll wrap on top of that and then uh ground zero i really really like it's it's a very focused track uh richie spitting about how he's gonna like rob a place and how he's at ground zero 99 yards is a touchdown i like that line quite a bit mm-hmm there's a lot of lines that are kind of like gems all over this whole thing, and you know he's never been like a like a like a master class lyricist. Like he can write a catchy hook, he can write a fun verse, but um, I think he really stepped up his pen game with this whole thing, and that's that's great to see. I don't know if he always had this talent or he kind of built it over the whole pandemic, but I am glad to see kind of an evolved. Richie with a T, he feels a lot more mature. Not that I thought he was like immature before, but yeah. he felt very like goofy. And they had plenty of like ballads on their earlier stuff, but they always felt like kind of like sad boy 
like Time to Kill the Vibe is like one of their biggest songs ever. And it's just kind of like a... <laughs> like I like that song, but it's kind of yeah. like a... Time to Kill the Vibe or something. <laughs> Not very like hitting a nerve which a lot of these songs are so i'm i'm glad to see that and then as i said parker Corey, oh my goodness yeah. he really stepped it up with the production on this thing you'd think he was like a noise musician with all the the kind of crazy sounds he comes up with just everything he does on this whole thing is just so layered and textured and has so much like obvious like intricate thought I've already said this, but I'm saying it again. Complicated instrumentals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first listen, a couple of the tracks didn't stick with me. Uh, Ground Zero being one of them, and um, Top Picks for You. But Top Picks for You didn't stick with you? It really did. Like, I thought that it was, was like the most standout one to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, the, the ones that like really stuck out to me at first were SS San Francisco... Uh, Footwork in a Forest Fire, uh, Wild Wild West, Post Post Mortem, and By Storm. Those all were like jumping out at me. Like, um, the more, because I, I feel like Topics for You is kind of a more like subtle track, at least after listening to it a couple more times. It feels like I kind of have to like, like, I can't just like zone out and be like, no, this, this sounds good to my ears. But, I, 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 literally all 11 tracks stood out to me <laughs> on my first listen. I was like, Whoa! What is going on? <laughs> no, they're, they're, like they have all grown on me significantly. Even mm-hmm. the ones that I already liked, yeah, they have all very much grown on me. Um, but the ones that at first I was like, you know, it's like a little kind of unstructured and it's not really like jumping out at me. But they all now work for me, uh, including "Smoke Don't Clear." I think this is the most like difficult track to like get accustomed to but i still love it like it's yeah it's like it's just it's, like there's a couple of tracks on this that feel ghostly like i'm like i i'm in a i'm like in an abandoned and like you said like in a desert in an abandoned town and smoke yeah. don't clear is the the king among those feelings i'm like i feel S- smoke don't clear immediately clicked with me because yeah. richie with a t is like such a funny voice oh, on it man. he's really really funny oh man i i really like his <laughs> delivery on this whole thing and yeah. yeah it's got a very like ghostly atmospheric kind of thing going on in the background it's hard for me to describe i wish i could get more specific no. with it, the sounds but they're kind of like impossible but... i don't like here's okay i this is going to sound oddly specific but for this track in particular because i spent a lot of time listening to this one because i couldn't tell if it was like me trying to make myself like it or if i really liked it i've settled on i really like it yeah um but like <laughs> the the scenario i envision is i have walked into an like empty abandoned bar in some rundown town yeah and i think nobody is there and i'm i'm just there for like 30 minutes and then whoever i guess richie with a t comes out of the back <laughs> And start screaming these <laughs> lyrics at me. And I'm like, I I gotta get out of here. I've made a mistake. I've made someone mad. For, for the That's most how part, it feels. The vibes I was getting were like... Like, I'm in like a forest. And there's like 
tornado sirens but instead of playing like tornado sirens they're playing the instrumentals to this song and i can hear like in the woods someone's just like shouting and that's richie with a t rapping about like we at ground zero the algorithm bruh yeah this this song is like kind of haunting you know i really i really really like the atmosphere and the tone yeah set by everything i think it's kind of a master act master class at establishing a tone and a mood that is consistent throughout the whole thing, there's really not like a bright spot on the whole record. No, like there's, maybe there's kind like, of the end of outside. There's like sweet and like like thoughtful songs, but they still they make me sad. And when I'm not like sad on the record, I'm like kind of scared, I'm like or I'm, I'm I'm at least anxious. Anxious is a good way to describe it because that's how i feel like it was written like these songs a lot of them were written in this state of intense anxiety and they capture that really well with the instrumentals and usually with uh richie with the t's vocals except for um footwork in a forest fire with grog's like <laughs> opening with manic in the skies i'm like okay all right i'm probably it's okay 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 all right um, topics for you. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Real sad. I get very sad. Yeah. With it, this song. It, Which again, I don't know if it was written pre or post Grog's passing, but I mean, and like, I'm sure like adjustments were made yeah. to all the tracks. I'm sure none of them were set in stone after Grog's passing, even if they like thought that they were finished. Yeah. I'm sure they went back and either rewrote some some verses or redid some of the production but this song obviously was very focused on grogs yeah or and and like correct me if i'm wrong grogs had like a family right yeah he's yeah. A, he was a father yeah um and like a lot of the stuff on this track also deals with like feeling grief for the loss of a friend but also feeling grief for the family members of someone who's passed and like yeah. it's yeah it, it like it's haunting it's sad it's a tough and track. it's not one that makes me feel anxious like um some of the other ones do but it, it's a sad no it's it's track. a more low-key i think that's why it didn't immediately click with me yeah. obviously the lyrics i was like damn yeah but like just the the instrumental is kind of slow um doesn't really jump out at any point you just kind of have to be there, yeah. And you just you just like listening to Richie kind of talk. And it it injury reserve is always uh, even in the little that I have heard outside of this record. I know they're big like raised by the internet, kind of like Richie with a T says that a lot. Yeah, on a lot of songs. Like, and, and and this time this song is the first time to me that it feels like. All the other stuff is like, oh, look, we were raised by the internet, and that look at how that has formed us to be how we are now. And this song addresses, like, look at what that looks like after someone who's raised by the internet passes. Like, yeah. This is like, this is the closest we'll get to, like, a real life haunting, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, because, you know, no, sorry, I, I don't believe saying. in, like, ghosts, <laughs> but, like, Lame. I, but, like, having someone's algorithm that tracks all of us, you know, that still is around after someone dies because the internet doesn't know you died. So yeah, no, your imprint that's, yeah, that's, is still there. Yeah, that's as close as we can get to a ghost haunting someone. 
Like that's that's freaky, and the song it shows that really well. Yeah, I I managed to not like dwell too much on the passing of Grogs. I honestly thought this album would feel like very empty without him, because it was always great. You know the chemistry between Richie and Grogs. Mm-hmm. I always loved that relationship, and I was I was a little afraid that this was gonna feel like kind of hollow, um, and it didn't. And I managed to like distract myself. But then this song came like roaring through, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, okay." It's rough, which is probably why I didn't like it. I was just like coping. But no, I think this is one of the best songs. No, it on definitely, the album. it definitely grew on me significantly. But then, Wild Wild West, <laughs> just a banger. This one, another banger. Five G. They say five G like fifty times. <laughs> it's like they're putting up five G towers all over the place. And then, like, the, the <laughs> instrumental kind of evolves from, like, kind of a sparse guitar line to, like, a very pummeling. Yeah. The drums are coming in. The guitar line is, like, way more aggressive. I love the progression of this track. I love how silly it is. Yeah. I'm glad we got, like, a, a funny, kind of more lighthearted song, even if it's still, like, laced with that that edge that has been present throughout the whole thing. We still got kind of a, a, kind of a classic... In a quote unquote, because the 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 sounds and the the delivery are obviously very this era of injury reserve, but we still we get we get kind of that youthful spunk again, which is kind of injury reserve's most appealing aspect. Mm. I, I'm glad I'm glad that's still there, and I hope in the future they can kind of do that a little more. That might be my only complaint. Maybe it's just because I'm like a died in the wool fan, and I'm like. <laughs> Bring back the old injury reserve. <laughs> but they obviously can't. Very yeah. radical things have happened, and I kind of just need to come to terms with that. But Yeah, I might this... be a little bit spoiled by having this be my first. Yeah, no. And as project. a as a longtime fan, this is this is great. This is a great album. Through and through. Yeah. But, you know, I I might be uh, hindering my enjoyment just because of my my depth of knowledge with all the previous stuff yeah um and then post postpartum is a great ballad yeah very very melodic very it's just kind of like i would say beautiful i would use beautiful to describe this track there are two songs that i would call beautiful on this record and this is one of them yeah and i i love i love the verses i love the instrumental the refrains are nice kind of break up the flow of the track I just I can't really find any issues with this. Yeah. Except everybody, please listen to this song, yeah. and the whole record, as a matter of fact. Uh, I mentioned two songs that I would describe as beautiful. Next track, knees. That's the other one. This song yeah. is gorgeous. It's so good. I am I am surprised this song didn't immediately click with me, com- considering how much I love it now. Um, I was like, it's like too long and like. Uh, this song's kind awesome. of monotonous. This song is awesome. And I still think it's like monotonous, but in a good way. I guess monotonous is like a negative has a negative connotation. But like it is kind of the same throughout, but I think that works for the like kind of the vibe they're going for. Hmm. And I like that it's six minutes. It kinda of gives you time to just like take it in yeah. overall. And it, it really was a really nice single to kinda of like give you a taste of what was going to come in, and it's a black MIDI sample. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I don't know, like, how associated black MIDI and injury reserve are 
uh, that is a cool relationship between two music acts two, that like, I really like. Really cool music acts. Yeah, very young and boundary pushing. Yeah. Uh, in their respective genres. True. Um, although Black Mini has made a hip hop song that uh, Ed Sheeran diss. I still haven't uh, heard that. Great song, by the way, because it makes fun of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Not enough people do that in their music. Is it because he's untouchable? I've Who heard, I, I haven't heard the Black Midi song, but I know Black Midi does it, and I know that uh, Courting, that band, <laughs> that British band that's touring with Sports Team, they made fun of him in a song. Good stuff. Yeah. Both British bands, so maybe they hate him more there. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. He's like their biggest representative. <laughs> that's like the queen. <laughs> It goes, it goes, the Queen, and then Ed Sheeran. Oh, boy. That is really unfortunate. Uh, I feel bad for you guys in the United Kingdom. Uh, I know that you guys are more than just Ed Sheeran and the monarchy. Um, but uh, back, to, well, back to the album we're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Grog's verse on this song is, like, this isn't my favorite song on the album, but this might be my favorite verse on the album. It's so... It just it's it it make me feel yeah I've always been feel a lot of consistently emotion. impressed with Grog's lyrical ability. Like apparently he was putting out like tapes in high school. <laughs> like he he would go around to classes and be like, guys, here's my tape. Listen to it. <laughs> so he has been grinding for so long. Yeah, you gotta respect. And that. I'm I'm you glad he he got that. to see some success at least in an underground capacity. Um, before his passing. Yeah. You know, I, I think, personally, if I were to pick, like, if if I got, uh, in any regard, not, like, music or whatever, mm-hmm. like, if I had to pick a realm in which I found success or acclaim, it would be, like, the underground. Those are, like, the people who appreciate your work yeah. more than anything else. Because it's, like, such a, it's a much smaller, tight-knit community. I will, I will always regret um, I remember one time I saw tickets for an injury reserve show for like ten dollars. Oh my gosh! Because they were they're they're really like kind of a small act. Yeah. So, I like made jokes. I was like, "Lol, I listen to underground hip hop because their tickets are like ten bucks." And I was like, "Well, I just won't go because like I'm not that huge of a fan right now." But <laughs> regret. <laughs> like, regret. I'll never regret. see Grogs on stage. Regret. Yeah. That really sucks, but um, hopefully in the future I can see Injury Reserve in a, in a, in a live capacity. I would, I would really enjoy that. I'd love to see them perform any part of this album. Oh my goodness. Any song of theirs, I would not mind. Yeah. They have very few like weak songs yeah. just because they have I will such have a... to be visiting older Injury Reserve stuff now. Yep, 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 yep. And then By Storm might be my favorite overall the Brian Eno sample is immaculate. Um, Richie's like little verse is really great. When it rains, it pours. Like, but damn, it's pouring. It's really pouring. <laughs> that that yeah. it's a great. That's a great line. Um, I, just, I I can't think of anything to complain about with this song. It, yeah, it's it's a great good. Brian Eno track. It's, it's a great sample. How it's manipulated. I love how half of the song is just. The, the instrumental playing yeah. it's a it's a great closer yeah to, to and just like, like a... and i'm i'm a sucker for like album closers that 
don't end on a happy note or anything like that or like end on a banger because yeah like perhaps that's masochistic of me but like to have have people that i look up to end their album on like oh uh, yeah everything's real bad right now i'm like oh okay <laughs> cool. Thanks for the set, bro, cool. bro. it's good it's i don't know there's something just so inherently human about that i don't know that's like the who boy yeah yeah um so real good this real good is album good. really good album um so I have I have a new uh, I have a new kind of front runner for album of the year. That it seems. big of a deal, really? Yeah. Wow. I I was because we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, yeah, I don't have that many that are like near the front, mm-hmm. but I definitely have another one that's in that is possibly album of the year. I I I like this enough to say that it will probably be on my end of the year list yeah like i think this album is uh pristine it is so good yes as as a longtime injury preserve fan um it delivers with everything that i like about them and it brings new stuff to the table and it's just so immaculately done to such a high degree like there's obviously i've already said this twice but complex production yeah just the the it's a new level of music making obviously before they kind of just had like such an energy and they they could just kind of deliver with energetic performances and just kind of banger beats but this is like this is a different kind of different cloth it built different that they are cutting their sound from i i am astounded and impressed I I love this thing. <laughs> what you want to give a, a grade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A plus. <laughs> yeah, A plus. I'm going A plus. For sure. Yeah, like it, without without a single doubt in my mind. Yeah, this album is incredible. I am really, 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 really pleased. Yeah. With the whole thing, and yeah, I'll just I'll be just sitting around waiting that, for more yeah. injury reserve to come out. Yeah, I will still be listening to this after we record which a lot of times after we record an episode i'll be like all right i'm moving on now but now this is one that i'll still be listening you know to. interestingly enough even though i gave it a c i've been listening to some of that baby keem over the past week yeah on the drive home some, I'll there's just some put real some good the there's some real good songs um but this one yeah. definitely be bumping any song yeah. at any time of the day i think i listened to this album like 10 or 11 times in the last like six days i only gave it like two listens because i'm so freaking busy all the time but you know it's still left enough of an impression on me to to speak as highly of it as i did and it's such a such a shame the injury reserve has been operating at the same level of obscurity for so long now I, i mean this this came out like a week ago a little bit less than a week ago so maybe it will push them forward um i don't know you know. even with a record this kind of out there i don't, know. I don't think it's going to bring that much newfound fame i'm, I'm going to talk about that Lingwig nota record because of course i yeah, am I know but I mean. like that record has between like i guess like the fantano stuff but also just general critical acclaim she has like tripled her fan base like tripled it that is insane yeah, I was like, after she got the ten, I was like, okay, this is gonna it's double gonna her go fan up. base. But it has not stopped 
growing. Like it, like so maybe maybe the same thing will happen. I don't know. Injury I'm just thinking in terms of like past output. Yeah. Since have if they're, they're not the biggest artists on the planet right now, <laughs> and that's kind of a shame. Yeah. Especially with just their earlier stuff, which was very accessible. It's not like they've been putting out like off the wall yeah. stuff. Oh shit is a very accessible song yeah, it's and it's great. A, it's just a really good yeah. banger. Yeah. They have so many of those. So whatever, you know, I'll just stay mad. <laughs> I'll stay cook seething yeah. about injury reserves uh underwhelming performance in terms of success. All right, en- enough about that. What are we talking about next week? All right, as you can probably see, I've just pulled it up on my laptop. Uh, this Friday, the 24th, uh, Sufjan Stevens is releasing a new album with uh, Angelo de Augustine, who we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and they've done like f- they've released four singles for it, and they've all been amazing. So uh, we're going to be talking about that album next week, for sure. Uh, it's called The Beginner's Mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're going to be talking about. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.